Good morning, everyone. It's Dr. P, and welcome to another episode of the Daily Inspirational Podcast. So I was the last one to arrive. I opened the slider, walked in. There was my roommate and a couple other good friends of mine sitting around the table. We'd been waiting for this all week. I sat down and one of the guys opened up a little package. But it wasn't a small package. It was an eight ball of cocaine. And all this coke come flying out on the table. I had a look on my face like I just saw Santa Claus. It was exciting. We were into snorting cocaine and getting the high from it and just feeling invincible as young kids in our early 20s. And we began to snort that stuff like it was no one's business. I remember rolling up that $20 bill, stuffing it up my nose, and sucking all the cocaine I could get in, into my nose, down my throat, any way possible. It was so exciting. It was an incredible buzz. I loved it. I'm not going to lie. But I looked around at the other guys, and they were doing the same. But that mountain of cocaine wasn't going down. It was just sitting there staring at us like it had a, a perpetual supply. So we stopped snorting it and just started eating it. We were rubbing it in our mouths, all over our teeth. We'd put it on the end of a razor blade and open up our mouths and then blow it into the other guy's, into his, into his mouth and into his lungs as he inhaled. We were trying to get that cocaine as deeply as we could down into our lungs so we can get this amazing buzz and feel invincible. We finished up all of that coke in about three hours. It was early in the morning, maybe two o'clock, and I am so high, I, I can't even talk. My jaw is clenched shut from the high. My eyeballs are bugging out of my head. We're playing music. My heart is pumping. We're doing shots. We're drinking beers. Holy crap, what a party. But I begin to panic a little bit. My, my heart's racing so fast and I'm getting sweaty. I'm like, oh my God. Uh-oh. What do you do now? Because I don't feel so good. My buddy said, hey, take a head off of this. Smoke some of this dube. You smoke a little marijuana, maybe you'll come down from the high, from the cocaine that brought you up. And like a complete idiot, I'm like, well, that sounds appropriate. Well, it isn't. And it wasn't. And the night went on. I was so high. I couldn't even think straight. With the buzz from the cocaine smashing into the buzz from the marijuana and the alcohol. Ah, it was miserable. I remember sitting down in my living room early in the morning. It was a Sunday morning now. I'm sitting in this broken down old chase lounge that one of the other students who had graduated had sold it to me for 10 bucks. It had a little brown covering on it. It was busted and a mess. You couldn't bring the, you know, the footstool up and down. I remember just slouched in it. And I'm watching the traffic go by around 6 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. There's no way I'm going to sleep. I'm so high and so screwed up. I'm like, what am I doing? And like for the first time in my life, I finally asked myself, what are you doing? You're spending gobs of money to become a doctor, of all things. And there's no plan B. This is it. This is what you're going to do with your life. And if you screw this up, you're in big, 
big trouble, let alone if you die from the physical effects from all the stimulants you're doing, you idiot. But you know what? Nobody was ever going to tell me that. I wouldn't listen to anybody. I had to feel that, as we call it, like a gut response or a visceral response. And there are days that I just, I just wonder who's looking out for me because I should have been dead that night. That was a horrible, horrible feeling. And for a couple of hours, I sat there and I started to kind of reflect about my life. Then I realized some interesting things that, you know, I really came from nothing financially. Um, everything I created, I created on my own with my own hard work. And of course, I had the love of my parents and my family and people in my social environment, but it didn't matter. I was self-destructing and I could finally see it. I was like, oh no. Fortunately, I was a pretty good student and I had a lot to fall back on. So what I did was I became aware of the things that I was doing. Prior to that night, I wasn't aware of anything. I was happy to do some cocaine. I was happy to smoke and drink and get wasted every chance I could. Why? You know, I don't know. It's, it's difficult. When you're young, you're always looking for the next greatest thing. And drugs will change the way you feel in a second. So, of course, that's why a lot of people today do drugs and alcohol and food and sex. And it changes our our, our, our emotional state quickly. But the problem is, is that things like cocaine are addictive. They're so addictive that they can change the brain chemistry and then you're on a slippery slope to death. And a lot of people have lost their lives due to that. You know, I think of Len Bias, the great, um, well, Celtic for what, maybe 10 minutes. He was one of the best college athletes in the same year, 1988. And he dies of a heart attack from cocaine abuse. This is the guy who had it all. And you know what? Seemingly, so did I. I had it all. It was waiting for me. I was a good student. I had a lot of vision, a lot of people around me who loved and cared for me, and I almost destroyed myself with it. Well, that was dumb. Well, it was. But I, as I went back and I looked at my life, I thought, you know what? When I came into this world, I was a blank canvas. I mean, I could make anything I want out of myself. And I asked myself, what are, you, what are you doing? You want to help people. You want to take everything that you're passionate about, about science and physiology and human empathy and compassion, and you want to put it together in a single unit, but you're willing to trash it with drugs and alcohol. What the hell are you doing? And I felt like at that point in my life that I was really for the first time at one of those major crossroads. And I knew it. I knew I was at a crossroad. I don't know how I knew it, but it, it felt that way. And of course, my life has been like this ever since. But coming to the crossroads and understanding that I, I'm not doing the right things for myself. And I think this is important that I share with you that, you know, whether you're a, somebody like me who is abusing drugs or any other type of self-destructive thing, whatever the media may be, they're mistakes. And yet you have to make them. And hopefully you don't die doing it or hurt anybody else. But mistakes are important in our lives. We're not going to grow without them. We need mistakes. You know, how many times have you heard that statement? Failure is not an option. Of course it's an option. <laughs> it's a necessity. You must fail at things in life in order to realize what you don't want. 
and to further polarize the things that you do want. So I think it's a misnomer that failure is an option. Now, I'm not looking to fail. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to fail. Who does? Who wants to make mistakes and fail and have to get over them? Certainly not me. And I don't think you either. But you realize it's going to happen. And when it does happen, I want you to consider this. You've made a mistake. Whatever that mistake is, it could be very trivial. It could be life changing. You make a mistake. You got to own it. You must own that mistake and it will serve you in the future. It'll give you wisdom so that the next time you're put in a similar situation, you make a different choice. This could be relationships. This could be drugs and alcohol. This could be education. This could be finance. I mean, whatever, any of those, that's what life is. Failure is an option. Failure is a necessity. And the only way to get to the place where you can be amazing is to go through the fire, through the gauntlet, something that's smacking you right in the face and driving you down. It's painful sometimes to look at our lives and we get disappointed when we think, oh, there I go again, making the same stupid mistake. Nah, maybe, but listen, half of the problem is the awareness or the the lack of awareness. You do something you don't like and you're kind of pissed you did it, right? You're on a diet and by day five, you ate a bunch of junk and you beat yourself up. No, just be aware. Just be aware. I've heard it said so many so many times, not by me, but by others as well. If you're aware that you've done something erroneous, something dumb that just doesn't work for you, change it. Well, when? In the moment, quickly decide, I don't want to do this again. I'm not going to do it again. I see what I'm doing. I don't like it. Okay. And then the opportunity arises again and you don't do it because you have experience now. And you're like, I'm not doing that. It's very important for you to step back at times and realize that you're human and you're going to make mistakes, just like me and the cocaine. You know, that was 88, 1988. I haven't done it since. I had a great life going on. I had an incredible social engagement of other people around me. I was working out in the gym. I was big. I was strong. I was confident. I was good at school. I had it all living in Davenport, Iowa, of all places in the graduate school. I loved it out there. I really did. And I met some amazing people, but I almost lost it all because of the mistakes and my lack of clarity, the things I ought to be doing. And you know, it doesn't matter if you're 24 like I was or or 42 or where I am now at 55, we still make mistakes and we shouldn't beat ourselves up because we're making mistakes. We should just simply understand that we made it, be aware of it and change your behavior quickly. And ask yourself the question that I've asked you in other podcasts. What kind of person do you want to be? And in those moments back in 1988, when I reflect, I may not have said those words directly like I do today, but I sensed that I didn't want to be that guy. I don't want to be some cocaine guy who is, you know, going to become a doctor and make money and spend most of his money on cocaine and unfortunately not care for people the way he's supposed to because I wouldn't be of sound mind. At least I had the wherewithal at that time to realize that I was in the wrong direction. I just need to stop doing this. And I did. I stopped doing it. And by the way, I'm not ashamed of the things that I've done. Some days I look back and I go, oh, I wished I hadn't. But would I really be the man I am today if I didn't go through those things? And would you really be the person you are today if you haven't really made a bunch of mistakes? In the future, do you want to make these same mistakes? No. 
Well, then be aware of it when you're actually making one, when you're making a bad choice. And instead of beating yourself up over it, take a step back, ask yourself, who do I want to be? How do I want to feel? And what do I want to serve? Who, who, what impact do I want this to have in my life? And then make a change. Even if it's just a mindset, just think differently. If you go into the gym, right, you see somebody, you know, working out and God, their outfit to you is, is appalling and you don't like the way they look. If you went in and you just thought that in your head, you're reactivating, you know, the discriminatory prejudicial portions of your brain that don't serve you anyway. And in that moment is when you say to yourself, oh, I'm doing it. I am freaking doing it again. I'm judging somebody that I don't even know. Well, if you know you're doing it, then step back for a moment. Just in that second, step back and say to yourself, okay, knucklehead, you're doing stuff that's not cool. This isn't the kind of man you want to be. Then what do you do? Just ask yourself for a little bit of forgiveness and then go about your day. Or maybe you go to that person and you just say, hello, I don't know what you do, but you've got to change it. And if you change it and you make better choices every day, you're going to be a happier person. Full knowing that you come from from basically the womb, you step into the world with nothing, and that life is an experience. It's one event at a time. And if you stack a couple of events together that are horrific, like cocaine and alcohol and you know all the crap that I was into, I didn't have to die because of that. I just have to be aware. And the key is aware, aware, aware. You need to be aware that this is what's going on in your life and that you've been doing it. And if you don't can't handle it on your own, then get some perspective from somebody else. Get some help. You know, I have a life coach business, drprococo.com, D-R-P-E-R-C-U-O-C-O.com. People come a lot to just discuss things about their lives that they're not sure of. And that's what I help them to see. And how would I ever do that if I wasn't that guy that sat down at that table and stuffed that cocaine down my nose as quickly as I could? These things all mean something. And at the end of your life, everything has meaning. I want you to think of this. Let's say you live to 90 years of age. That means that if you die, when you die at 90, that your book of life, when they close it, it's perfect. It's the way it was supposed to be. Don't sit at home and get yourself all stressed out and wigged out over you're not doing this, you're not doing that, and someone else is doing it better and worrying about stuff. Listen, you make it to 90 or whatever age you make it to, that means each year of your life is a chapter in the book of your life. So the your book of life, you can't have a book that's constantly happy. There's no such thing. There's no life where people are constantly happy because if they tell you that, they're lying sacks of crap. You cannot be in a marriage, in a relationship. You cannot be in a business. You can't be in anything that's successful without going through some crap. Even Hollywood, right? Hollywood makes these incredible movies like Rocky. I just love Rocky. I mean, who doesn't love Rocky? And Rocky is a rags to riches story, right? He was no one on the docks beating, breaking thumbs for some loan shark, right? He was at the bottom of the barrel and he found his way out and it took time and it took experiences. And, you know, so the as a movie, for instance, it starts out at a place of pain and yet you pull yourself from the depths of the pain into the light. And then when you're in the light, sometimes your ego gets in the way and it pounds you again and you wind up back into the darkness. This is how life is. It's always going to be this way. Don't kill yourself over it. Sit back at times and just reflect and say, is this what I want to do? 
because I've been really screwing it up. Ah, there you go. There's the awareness. I've been screwing it up. I'm not doing the job that I should be doing. And look what I'm getting for it. But think about it. In the long run, your book of life, who you are, has so many ups and downs. It's like a Hollywood freaking movie. That's why movies are great. You don't want to turn on a movie that's a, you know, a happy movie and everybody's just happy from the beginning to the end. I mean, that's dumb. I mean, humans work on emotions. They need to go up and down in order to build something that's worth living. You don't want to sit there and have happiness throughout the whole movie or sadness consistently throughout the whole movie. The movie, the book of life is filled with ups and downs and pain and suffering, joy and happiness. That's what makes the gosh darn thing so worth living in the first place. Get it? That's what makes it worth living. And yet sometimes we just beat ourselves up and then we take to drugs and alcohol. Let me, let me backtrack. We take from drugs that are prescribed from big pharma because we don't feel good. Come on, man, get off your ass and go do something about it. Your life is cruising along right now and it's painful. Well, then it's not going to be painful for long because you're going to become aware of your choices. You're going to make better choices going forward. And then you're going to find yourself in a warm and exciting and stimulating place wherever that is for you. And then what? It's going down again, my friend. Holy crap. You're like, Doc, you're not helping me out here. You have to realize, and I still do this all the time, when things are going well at home with my my family, with my children and my wife, sometimes I pinch myself and I go, well, it's, it's not going to last. And guess what? It never does. It's not because I self-fulfill it by saying it won't last. It just doesn't. It can't. It's not meant to work that way. It's meant to be challenged every day. If you're married and you say, oh, we never fight. Well, you're not really quote unquote married. You're living with a roommate for crying out loud. Something that's worthwhile that has passion in it. It has to go through its ebbs and flows, its ups and its downs. And in your lifetime, you're going to make crappy choices and decisions that may even affect you to the point where it puts you in the grave. You've got to become consistently aware of the choices that you make and that if they're bad ones, don't kill yourself over it. Relax. Take a deep breath. Make some different choices. And if you need help, get perspective from somebody else who's been through it prior to to you going through it so that you can come out with a better resolution for yourself. So please, this week, just remember, who do you want to be? How do you want to be? How do you want to feel every day? And how do you want the world to know you? How do you, what do you want them to know about you that you are here? What is it? In those moments, right? That's when you'll realize that even if you're in agony right now, it won't last. There'll be happiness again. And if everything is perfect and happy, it's going to return to the crap. It's just the way it is. It's been that way your whole life. And if it hasn't, you're lying. You're lying. I just hope that you get more and more out of the joy and the happiness than you do out of the pain and the suffering. And that when you're faced with life decisions and you're at that point where you're at a fork in the road, be aware of where you are in that moment and start working on making better choices and accept yourself for who you are. There's nothing wrong with you and there's no one ever to compete with you because if you're living your true authentic self, you're one of a kind. And for me, thinking back on that day, that Sunday morning, high as a kite on marijuana and cocaine and alcohol, that high was actually really my lowest low. (laughs) it was about as low as you can get. And I'm fortunate that I didn't die that day, but I learned my lesson. 
I learned my lesson and I stopped doing that. And since then, the highs that I get in life, like doing a podcast and telling the story of my life, it far exceeds the cocaine and what it did to me. And this is reproducible constantly, spending time with people and talking about my life. And I hope you do the same because remember that any life that's worth living is worth sharing. So I wish you the best this week. And remember that you are good enough the way you are. Just be aware and make better decisions tomorrow. So I want to say hi to a couple people before I, before I get off today. I want to say a shout out to my friend Shoney, John Schoenenberger. It's been in my life since those days. Matter of fact, he was sitting at that table when I was crushing that cocaine. But I will tell you this, John Schoenenberger has never done cocaine. He doesn't do marijuana. He's not a drug user. So if you know the man, he's not to be linked to that drug story because he was a drug user. He was there for support. And it was through him and our friendship that many times he saved me. And I hope that I've been able to be there for him as well. So Shoney, my hat's off to you, brother. And it's been great being your friend for all these years. And I'm so blessed to have you in my life. And I want to say hello to somebody else who reached out to me this week was Nicole, my friendly little photographer. Nicole, thanks for your feedback and I appreciate you. And Maria O, great news this week on uh, your health and the things that you and I discussed. And uh, I'm very proud of you and and I care for you deeply as well. Michelle, Michelle R., you know who you are. We met this week in my practice. You're doing fantastic and I couldn't be happier and, and proud to be on this journey with you. So, Uh, This is Dr. P, I guess. I'm going to sign out today and um, I shall see you soon on the Daily Inspirational Podcast. Ciao.